0: Hey, beautiful. Welcome to the Positive Soul Podcast. My name is Jacqueline and I'm the creator of Positive Soul and a licensed marriage and family therapist. It is my mission to help you tap into the best version of yourself and live your best life yet. I believe with the right mindset and guidance, anything is possible. Here, you'll find your daily dose of positivity and personal development. I am so excited to have you here on Hey, gorgeous. Welcome to another episode of the Positive Soul Podcast. So excited for you to be here for my very first guest episode with Sylvie Kukoskin, marriage and family therapist, my friend and a lovely therapist that I have been working with. So, you guys, you are in for a treat. Today, we are talking all about four ways the love languages can change your life. So this is a little different from manifestation topics, but I really think it can help you improve your relationships with yourself as well as with others. So in a short while, I'm going to get into the podcast recording with Sylvie, but just to give you guys a little bit of a rundown of what we're talking about, we are talking about the love languages. These were specifically found by Dr. Gary Chapman, a psychologist who found that there are five primary ways that people show and receive love. So what he found was there are five main ways that we as humans like to communicate our love. Now, this is important because these five ways can describe how you relate to others, how you relate in relationships, and how you relate to yourself. So To give you guys a little rundown on what the five love languages are, they are words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, physical touch, and quality time. So you'll hear us get into it in the episode, beautiful, but stay tuned. This is a really good one, and I'm so excited to be bringing you the first guest on the PS podcast,
1: Sylvie Kukasian.
0: Alrighty, guys. So I have Sylvie Kukasin here, marriage herself to you guys, so you can better know her, and we can get into the topic.
1: Hey, Sylvie. Hello. Hey, guys. So excited to be here. Um, I don't do podcasts very often, so the fact that I get to do this with you, Jacqueline, is pretty amazing.
0: I'm so excited.
1: (laughs) Um, For those of you that know me or don't know me, I have been working with singles and couples for the last seven years. Um, I'm an immigrant, so I I talk a lot about culture in my work. I also incorporate the love languages and ways to soothe and regulate yourself and your partner in relationships, as well as how to have really healthy boundaries and expressed in a loving way. So I'm excited to talk about the love languages with you guys today and give you some more tools to have a more juicy relationship.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much, Sylvie, for that introduction. And I'm so honored to have you on the podcast. So before we get into the four reasons why the love languages can change your life, I wanted to get your take on how you think as a therapist working with couples and individuals, what's your take on the love languages?
1: Sure. I mean, it's the perfect place to start, right? You know. One of the things that I like to say, whenever I offer tools to um, you know my audience or people I work with, is I'm all about offering a map. You know, a map to understand yourself, a map to understand your partner. And sometimes people resonate with a certain map. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they resonate with something completely different. So what I what I say about the love languages, it really helps us identify the core foundation of. Either what was missing for us as children and what we really need or what was the main way we were given love. So it sets um, a really powerful blueprint of how we connect in relationships. Again, it's a map. Please Mm -hmm. take from it what works for you and please let go from it what does not work. I absolutely love how you said that
0: because I think a lot of the times we think we need to take everything. So I love that, Sylvie. And how do you think before we get into the points this can help relationships or anyone
1: listening to the podcast? Got it. Okay. So um, the main way that the love languages help people I work with and myself included, you know, me and Jacqueline were talking about Mm -hmm. our own love languages before we dived into the podcast. And it's, it's basically understanding which love language really soothes you, both when you're upset, so it's knowing which one really calms you down when your body's feeling dysregulated, but also what fills your cup, what brings you joy, what helps you stay bonded and connected to your partner. And again, this isn't just you know about relationships. Jacqueline's gonna talk about how this works for us mm-hmm. across the board in all kinds of relationships, but if we're focusing on intimate relationships for now, I want you to think about the love language when when Jacqueline described that. Which one, if it was not existent in your relationship, would you feel you couldn't continue? You know, if, if I wasn't experiencing words of affirmation and loving words and soothing words in my relationship, I would feel like I'm I'm starving, and I would feel um, just very disconnected. Having someone mirror back my experience through words, it's very very calming for me, and um, so it's. I can't imagine not knowing that. I can't imagine being in a relationship not knowing
0: that. Me too. I'm words of affirmation yes. as well, Sylvie. Yes, words of affirmation club. <laughs> but that is beautiful and. It is really true. So as you guys are listening to this, loves, keep this in mind and think about how this can relate to you. And I think this is a really good time to jump into the four ways that the love languages can change your life. So Sylvie and I will take turns alternating and hopefully you guys get something from this, you know, take notes if it appeals to you. But more than anything, just really listen and see what resonates. So to get started, the first way the love languages can change your life is the fact that a love language can help you learn about yourself and understand your needs. So as you know, I talk about confidence and your needs a lot in this podcast because I really believe it's the groundwork to getting everything you want in life. So this is the same when it comes to love languages. Yes, this is really good for romantic relationships and for any relationship. But most importantly, this is amazing for your own self. And I really say this because knowing my own love languages, love language, I should say, has really helped me grow, grow my confidence, know myself on a different level. And when you know yourself and what you need and what you like to receive in a relationship, you are more present for every single relationship. So like you said, Sylvie, I'm a words of affirmation person as well, and I know that is something that I need, so I can better communicate that now to others, and I also know that when I'm not receiving that, I may not be feeling my best. So it can help me navigate relationships, it can help me know myself better, and it can help me in any situation communicate to others what I need. So this has really helped me grow my confidence, babe, because I get myself now, and I always... Everyone talks about this, of course, in the personal development, mental health world, that you need to know yourself first and foremost before any relationship. So the love languages can really help you learn about your needs, and knowing your needs will help you better communicate and know other people's needs. So that is the first way. Now, Sylvia, will get to the second point.
1: Lovely. I love that. I mean... Knowing our needs and owning our needs is absolutely essential. You know, we we have a hard time being present for our partner's needs if we don't own our own. So that's that's one of the things that I notice a lot when I work with clients. You know, there's usually one person in the relationship that... Um, is more expressive and verbal of their needs and takes more ownership of them. And there's usually one person that is very self-regulated. They, you know, they may have not really had parents that were really tuned in or present for them. So they had to learn on their own how to take care of their own needs. And while that's great, you know, we want to be with, both two people that are as self-sufficient as possible so they can really bring from a full place. However, the way that we bond and connect in intimacy is by taking risks, is by being vulnerable. We know we hear vulnerable all the time in our community, but what does that really mean? Being vulnerable is taking a risk and saying something that is uh, is uncomfortable for us that you know yes I could do this for myself but reaching out to you as my partner and saying you know what I would really love physical touch I would really love if you were able to you know help me with the chores that's hard to do Mm -hmm. you know that's that's why when you know we can't just talk about the love languages in itself because there's so much resistance to the love languages you know we we have shame about owning our needs and then we when when we don't own our needs we don't want to be there for our partners so to piggyback on what Jackie Jacqueline started with you know owning our needs is the first step to then be present for our partner's needs and it's going to be risky it's going to be uncomfortable and it, with practice it gets easier and easier to build that muscle you know
0: Exactly. Beautiful. It really is a muscle, right, Sylvie, as we talk a lot of other topics, but especially when it comes to love languages. So that goes into point three. That was amazing on how the love languages can actually help you develop better conflict resolution skills. But I want to piggyback on Sylvie's point because vulnerability is a risk. And at first, this may feel like really scary work because you're putting yourself out there, you're putting your needs out there, but this is necessary to a fulfilling and satisfying relationship. So when it comes to conflict resolution, a lot of the time in relationships, there's conflict because people do not understand each other. And I believe we all have different love styles. So If I don't get your love style, you don't get my love style, we're more likely to have conflict. And this actually, you guys, happened with me and my boyfriend at first. Um, So my love language is words of affirmation, and his is quality time. So before knowing that about him, it would be um, interesting because sometimes there would be conflict. And I wouldn't really understand his primary way of showing love and he wouldn't understand my primary way of showing love. And it wasn't until after I made him take this quiz that we really talked about how important it is to now you know, understand each other's love languages and to make the changes. And that has really helped the relationship so much because now I better understand him. I understand his needs. He understands mine. And I think all around, just knowing this stuff really helps all relationships especially romantic ones and you know this is not only for those in a relationship I want to stress that because this work is imperative in any relationship and the faster you know this the better you know yourself right now the more equipped you're going to be for a relationship when it does come up so this can really help in conflict
1: resolution
0: and I think it's a really important step when it comes to intimate relationships
1: I love it. Thank you for sharing that about you. I'm words of affirmation too. I get it. It's amazing how it doesn't matter what somebody does. If they can clean the house all day long, they can give me physical touch, they can do all those things, but if words is not there, I feel like I'm suffocating. Me too, Sylvie. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's really helpful to know um, our childhood and to know, you know, a lot of times either what was brought, you know, either we, or if we had really critical parents, we might crave certain things more, or if we weren't hugged as children, we might really need physical touch. And so the part that I wanna talk about, actually, um, is some core differences that I've noticed between working with men and women. I get so many messages from men um, across the globe who have a hard time asking their women for physical touch. So for me, uh, I've noticed that physical touch tends to be across the board, maybe 80% of what men have uh, expressed that their love language is. And it's such a misconception, and we can really do a disservice if we associate that physical touch with just sex, because we know... um, just based on science and research, that women have more empathy in their in their in their biology. We have more um, oxytocin when we even just me and Jacqueline sitting here on this couch together. We're literally giddy and laughing like two little schoolgirls because we feed off of each other's um, um, biological hormones that just wire once we're together. That's not the same for men. Mm-hmm. Men actually respond, their hormones are released with physical touch. Oxytocin is released with physical touch. And so if you are, you know, in a relationship with a man and you notice that that's something, you know, maybe he doesn't ask for sex very skillfully, you know, maybe he doesn't really know how to even have a conversation about that. Understand that there's a, there's an, a layer underneath that, that he's um, needing to connect with you, not just sexually, but with physical touch. And if you can see if you can try to make some space for understanding it from that perspective and putting our own for us as women to really put our own judgment and not understanding that because our body doesn't work like that and check as we uh, create more space for understanding Um, because the more we end up dismissing their needs guess what happens they end up dismissing our emotional needs and so somehow we're working on bridging the gap between men and women even through this map of love languages
0: yeah That is so beautiful, Sylvia. And so true. So as you guys can see, you can apply this across the board in so many different ways. And I hope these four ways can really help you start to, you know, think about yourself more, think about your own love languages, and how this can change your life. So as we wrap this up, we want to get into a webinar that we are going to do that's happening on Thursday, September 6th. Mm-hmm. Yay. And the reason why this webinar is so important to us is, as Sylvie and I can talk about love languages you guys are out there all over the internet you can take the quiz you can find the information out right now however what's missing is this application part of how to apply it to your relationships and both of us being therapists we often do this work with our clients but we want to bring it outside the therapy room available to every single person so if you're listening to this right now, you do not need to go to a therapist to do this work. We wanna bring this to you outside in a space where you can feel comfortable, where you can learn about yourself and learn how to apply this into your life to better improve your relationship. So we're going to be learning so much during this live webinar we're going to be explaining to you guys many concepts that I'll let Sylvie talk about in a moment but we're also going to do Q&A so it's going to be a really interactive opportunity to get together with two therapists in the same place and you and everyone else who joins us and it's just going to be amazing so I'm going to pass it over to Sylvie to talk a little bit more about
1: what's going to be covered we're so excited to do this live webinar together, Yay. and what we really want to do in this webinar is offer you an expanded version of the love languages. You know, we want to help you um, unpack them and how it applies to you in your specific situation, the different layers that each love language ha- love languages have beneath them. Um, how to navigate when you and your partner, like Jacqueline said, have totally different love languages and how to bridge that gap, um, how to work through the differences between men and women, but really wanna help you release any shame or embarrassment you have with owning that. We really want you, at the end of that live webinar, our goal is for you to walk away with a new ownership and in a way that you feel empowered and by you owning your needs, you're going to help your partner own their needs. Mm And I'm going to be giving you specifically a lot of practical communication on how to put words to this. So when you go to your partner, you know what kind of script, you know, scripts that you, you know, you make your own, but gives you a starting point for how to communicate this stuff. Because it can be hard to know just because we know them. We still don't know how to go to our partner and ask for stuff amazing
0: sylvie so yes you guys we're so excited for our webinar like i said it's live and you will be able to attend live with us but if you cannot make it you can get the replay in your email available to you that night so i really suggest if you're interested in this material to get your early bird ticket the early bird will end next friday and this is just going to be an amazing opportunity for you to learn and to learn about yourself learn about your relationships and we cannot wait to see you. So don't forget, Early Bird will go up from $25 to 35 after August 10. So get your ticket and check the show notes for all the information. I'll be putting a lot of information out there for you, the ticket information. I'll also put the BuzzFeed video that Sylvie did talking about the love languages so you can get to know her more and see the work. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope to see you at the webinar. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you on the next episode.